Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we are going to go through the Canterbury Bulldogs and their best 17 heading into 2024. Lucky enough to be joined by a guest today, Canterbury Bulldogs Royalty and one of my favourite content creators, Winston Neville. Welcome on, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm lucky to be here, Guru. It's Winston without a Y. Yeah, don't start me. <laughs> I get called Winston with a Y that much. Yeah, Winston with an I, I like to say. One of the great slogans of all time. Oh, it has stood the test of time like very few things have. Yeah, very Incredible. much so, unfortunately for me. Very unfortunate <laughs> for you. Great for me sitting here. It's unreal. Yeah. Um, you were asked before, what's your nickname? And I thought if he doesn't mention Winston yeah, with a Y, I'll give it away. <laughs> great you gear. <laughs> now, mate, uh, you've got your podcast. You're on YouTube. Run us through every. Everything. Yeah, so TikTok, uh, Winston.Neville, that's sort of where I do most of my work. Mm. Uh, Instagram, Winston Neville underscore. It sucks that they're not the same, but somebody has Winston.Neville on Instagram. That's the way, you know, the cookie crumbles, I suppose. Uh, YouTube is Winston.Neville as well. That one's consistent. Twitter, it's like Winston Neville 4 or something. Once yeah. again, somebody took it. But yeah. It's funny, I remember when I started all my gear, I got Rugby League Guru for everything except an email address. Yeah. And I just sat there and went, I wonder which 13-year-old has Rugby League yeah. Guru at gmail.com. So now it's the Rugby League Guru. Can't win them all though. Uh, now, mate, you love yourself a hot dog from what I've heard. Yeah, big, big hot dog guy apparently, obviously. <laughs> shout uh, out to Chatty too. Yeah, shout out to Chad Townsend. I can't stop saying big guy <laughs> off the back of that. Um, it's the best. Yeah, but yeah, doing hot dog reviews at every... Every game, obviously, like pretty much Bulldog games only, but yeah. Where's the best hot dog? Last year, and everyone calls me biased for it, but Belmore had the best hot dog last year. And like, it's not biased. I'm I'm a good, honest person when I do my I reviews. feel like a suburban ground hot dog is like an airport beer. Oh, you just, yeah. you can't beat it. Yeah, 100%. I feel like there's a little bit more love and care put into the suburban <laughs> hot dog. Doubt. Speaking of Belmore, I absolutely love that ground. Yeah. There's just something about it, eh? There's a vibe. It's 
It's almost magical. I, I literally, I call Belmore Disneyland for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where dreams yeah. come true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good gear. Well, because like I, I didn't grow up in like Belmore or anything. Yeah. I'm from the country out near Bathurst. Okay. And so my earliest memory of Belmore is like going to a New South Wales Cup game because dad wanted to take us kids to yeah. Belmore where like he grew up kind of games. And then my best memory and one of my earliest memories is the 2014 Grand Final week yeah. with cars going nuts, people barbecues on the sideline, just drums, horns. So, yeah, it's magical. Unreal, that place. Last time I was at Belmore, my brother was playing Harold Matthews and I remember he was playing centre. And I remember in the car out there he goes, mate, the Canterbury centre is going to run over me today. He will run a yeah. trade on me. And and I, I, I'll i tell you his name at the end of the story, but he, my brother Josh is like, I can't tackle him. I can't get near him. He's just going to bully me. For an hour, it's going to be awful. Anyway, Roosters run out. And I'm keeping my eye on this Canterbury side, waiting to see this centre. And, and Josh said to me, mate, you'll see him as soon as he runs out. He's enormous. Yeah. Anyway, Canterbury run out. And I'm looking at him. I'm going, oh, there's no one that's like standing out. And I look at Josh and he mimes to me, he's not playing. And I <laughs> went, oh, thank God. How good's this? <laughs> then an hour and a half later, the SG ball run out and I saw him. Uh, Paul Lamotti. Uh, and he absolutely yeah. put on a show in SG Ball that day when he was yeah. Harold Matt's age. And yeah. Josh was sitting in the crowd next to him with a Gatorade going, thank fuck. Yeah. These guys can't tackle him and they're two years older than yeah. me. I never stood a chance. Unreal. Now, mate, huge Canterbury Bulldogs fan. Uh, you are from the St. George Illawarra Dragons region though. Yes. Tell me your story. So down in Wollongong for university, moved there 2022. So yeah. two years ago now, but as I said, out from near Bathurst, small town Portland. Okay. Um, grew up there, which I guess you could call that Panthers territory, the yeah. Central West. But uh, my whole family go, goes for the Bulldogs. I, As I said to you earlier, I didn't pick the Bulldogs. <laughs> I was you, brainwashed into it by my dad. <laughs> um, he probably went through the same thing that I did because mm. my granddad grew up in the Canterbury area, became a Bulldogs fan when he was a teenager. Yep. He had... I don't remember the guy's name, but some, like a neighbour, took him to a game when he was a teenager. My granddad, soccer fan, mm-hmm. didn't didn't know who the Berries were back then, but some guy took him to a game and just fell in love with it straight away at Belmore, ironically. And How good's that? Because that happened, I'm now <laughs> here as a Bulldogs fan. You're part of the cult now. Good gear. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, the town Portland, what's, uh, what's the lo- lo- local team called? The Colts, the oh, Portland God. Colts. Man, country teams are so much better than city yeah. sides. The names are unreal. We have a saying, it's like up the Colts. Yeah. And every, so I call, I went to school in Lithgow. Don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so on the way uh, home from school into Portland, we'd be singing like yeah, typical country songs like Duncan. That That's was right. always the national anthem of Portland. And then at the end of Duncan, everyone would be like, up the Colts. And so, yeah, <laughs> shout out to the Portland Colts. Love that. Unreal. Uh, mate, let's get stuck into this Bulldog side because... It's a bit of a puzzle. Oh, very much. And from my interactions with Canterbury fans online, I think some of my opinions on what this side should look like are a little bit different to theirs. So I'm very, very keen to see what your takes are. And I guess one of the most controversial ones is fullback. Yeah. You've got two new arrivals to the club, obviously Stephen Crichton uh, and Blake Taft from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Where do you sit on these two? Um, I sit at Blake Taft. I think I've got nothing against Critter at fullback, but... I just obviously we'll get to the centers, but I just prefer him in centers. I feel like Blake Taff, a quality fullback. We saw what he did at Souths in the 2021 yep. grand final run. Um, I think, yeah, Blake Taff is quality, and I'd just rather have Critter at center. And I have also seen 
Taff training at fullback a lot. Yep. Uh, given Critter's got an injury at the moment, so he's not training. But, yeah, that's sort of where I see it. Does your thinking come back to Critter is one of the best centres in the world? Why wouldn't he play him at centre? Yeah, center? sort of, your... yeah. Like he's, in my opinion, he's the world's best centre. Obviously, yep. you have like your Joey Manus and that who are close to him, but I, like he's definitely one of the best centres. I think centres his best spot. As I said, I don't doubt that he could do a job at fullback. He's obviously a very talented footballer. I think there's a few things he'd have to improve on to be a fullback. His ball playing and stuff. Yep. We saw him at 5'8 for Samoa in the, in the Pacific uh, tests and he probably could have done a little bit better in terms of ball playing and stuff. But at, like as I said, I don't doubt he could do a job at fullback, especially with practice. But oh, I personally think I would I would start the season with Critter at one. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't work in the first six or seven weeks, I would happily make the change back to Taff. I'm just a little bit worried if you've got enough points in you to have a superstar like Critter sitting at centre yeah, instead fair. of fullback. Uh, but when you say he's the best centre in the world based on performances in big games, there's almost no denying it Yeah, for me. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Uh, and to your point, Guru, um, Jake Avrilo and Paul Alamotti, the two centres last year, they've mm-hmm. both moved on. Yeah. They weren't getting, you know, the ball they needed at centre. They weren't given the chance to do. Like we know Paul Alam- Alamotti, as you mentioned earlier, quality player. Yeah. Jake Averill, I'm super, like I love Jake Averill. <laughs> I was about I, to say. I don't want to talk about Jake Averill leaving because like. Well, that, I won't <laughs> throw to you, but I'm devastated for you that Jake Averill was left well, without achieving you, his potential. However devastated you are, I'm tent, like, like proper cut about that. So I don't want to talk about that. But the fact that those two have moved on sort of implies that yeah, maybe you don't want to put Critter at centre because it could be a bit of a waste. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of can you get him involved as much as he needs to be at fullback? I, I genuinely think Avrilo is going to go up there. I think Wayne will turn him into the star he always should have been. And I geez, I wouldn't mind a little punt on Jermaine Osaka to score more tries Yeah, this year than last year Averillo. simply because of Avrilo. I, I tweeted this when we left him and I did say at the time like maybe it was a bit emotional, but I said – Avril will play Origin within three years. Like under Wayne Bennett, like I, I know how good Jake Avril can be. Yeah, he's going to – yeah, I was having a look at the uh, top point scorer market for 2024 and Osaka is the favourite and I, we were sort of talking the other day and I, I think I was talking to Tim about it and we saw, he sort of said, oh, he's a bit short to be Osaka at 3 or $4 and I went, bruh, get Jake Avril next to him. There's yeah. honestly – there's not – when I when he plays centre and when he's played centre for Canterbury, you obviously haven't been going great – but the amount of tries he sets up yeah. is just incredible. His timing and everything is wild. Anyway, oh. enough about Jake Averillo. Yeah. Right <laughs> I'm going to cross. I want to make sure we get through this safely. Um, <laughs> the wingers, Josh Adokar obviously picks yeah. himself. Fox, he's been fantastic for the club. Um, I loved, you know, and his time so far at Canterbury, just the leadership that he's shown. Yeah. I love that when you're watching on TV, you can hear him. Yeah. It's great. Much. Yeah. I just love that about Fox. He picks himself. The other spots between the two centres and the other winger, I straight away went Kiraz on the wing. I know he can play centre. I think he's a better winger. Where do you sit on Kiraz? Um, I think Kiraz's spot um, is going to come down to whoever the other winger or centre is. I don't think he – I don't think Kiraz determines where he plays. I think it's either Cherry, Tracy or Wilson that is going to determine where Kiraz plays because I think he can do a job at centre. I think when he's played centre, he's gone good. He debuted at centre. Obviously, that was – for certain reasons. It's yep. not because he's a centre. He's obviously last year started on the wing very, very well, was leading the Dally M's at one stage. But, yeah, I think it just comes down to who's going to get the jump, Wilson, Cherry or Tracy, and then Kraz will slot into the other spot to accommodate that. Gun to head. 
you got Taff at fullback, you got Critter at centre. Who would be your other centre and your other winger? How, how would you pick it if right, right you now, were handed the keys? Yep. Right now, I'd have Crow's centre and Wilson on the wing. Mm. But, I, like, trials look, I'm very happy to put Tracy or Cherry there, but I just need to see them in trials first. I know uh, I know. everyone's given Canterbury shit and whatnot about all, all the utilities and whatnot, but, mate, Tracy, whether you signed one utility or seven, he's a great signing. Yeah, you're, yeah. He's an absolute gun, Tracy. I'm a huge fan of him. Can't believe how wasted he was at Cronulla. I can't believe that... There's so many NRL clubs that just let him sit there as well. What do you think his best spot is? You know what? I don't know and I don't think yeah, he okay. knows. Yeah. He's just a natural footballer. I, I asked at the Bulldogs, it was like a Christmas party last year. Lovely guy, by the, the way, isn't he? What's that? He's a lovely guy oh, too. so He's nice, unreal. yeah. Went and yeah. spoke to him so much time for the fans. Such a good guy. And you know, I said to him, well, like, what, like, obviously there's a lot of talk about where you're going to play. Like, what's your favourite position? And he sort of... Couldn't tell me. He couldn't tell <laughs> yeah. you. Shock me. He yeah. was like, oh, fullback, center. I played halves growing up. It's like, yeah, sick. Mate, I remember I've told this story a few times a few years ago when he was at South Sydney. Um, I was watching a, a, a session at Redfern Oval and Cody Walker was the 5'8", Adam Reynolds was the halfback. And um, I was watching them train and they were going through an opposed session. We went for about 40 minutes or so. And I was sitting quite a distance away, right? And I was watching them and I was going – Fuck, Adam Reynolds is ball dominant and God, he's controlling this team well. And I was thinking, just anyway, then they got up the other end and I, I, I got to have a good look at him. I go, fuck, that's not Adam Reynolds. Who's that? Oh, no, and right. it was Connor Tracy. Yeah, yeah, right. And I, 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 I'll never forget walking away from that session going, Mike. And I, I knew he'd already had three ACLs and he'd been through hell already. And then Cronulla signed him and I thought, and he just never got a chance there. And when you look at the Cronulla back line, they're absolutely stacked in the centres. Every time he plays, he's the best center in the yeah, team. Yeah, 100%. He's yeah. incredible. So I love Connor Tracy. I reckon he can play just about any position in the back line and do very well. A great signing there. Um, Blake Wilson, his name's come up a few times. Uh, obviously a guy that came down from Queensland Cup. Debuted last year. Yeah. Um, Good-looking rooster too, just oh, quietly, Blake Wilson. Very hot. Yeah, very hot. Was, I've seen uglier <laughs> dudes. It's most in this chair. Um, <laughs> Blake Wilson though, especially in reserve grade and everything, a try scoring freak. He's got yeah, a lot of ability, doesn't he? Yeah, he's. Uh, I first saw him at a trial game last year against the Raiders. So our first trial, scored a try in it, and just had a bit about him, mm. bit of almost electricity about him. Yeah, he he does have an error in him, which is concerning. Makes I think he was averaging like one or two, like over one or two errors a game at last year, but sort of did make that wing spot his. Obviously, won it over like a Jarrell Skelton and stuff, which I think surprised a lot of people. Yep, so, surprised me. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, he's a quality player and, yeah, super hot as well, as you said. Yeah, he's a good-looking fellow. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, 5'8", your superstar, Matty Burton. Yeah, it's got to be. I hear a lot – well, not a lot. I've had a few Canterbury fans mention me that the centre should be Critter and Burton because that's their best yeah. positions. And you know what? Centre might be Burton's best position, but, fuck, I will die on the hill that you just need Burton He can't. He can't be centre. And my yeah. biggest thing is who's going to get him the ball yeah. if he's at centre. It's almost ironic that – in my opinion, the only person at the club that can get Matt Burden good ball at centre is Matt Burden. Like, yes, he, like, that's a very fair call, He's, yeah. he's got to be the six, I yeah. think. And there's always a lot of talk about him going to centre because of what he did at Panthers. And you can't deny how good he was at centre, but I think he's a six. So would you would you play Critter at left centre and pair up? Fuck, what an edge. Yeah. Burden, <laughs> kick out. It's almost it's the Panthers' edge, but you got Fox there instead Foxy. of Ty, which isn't the worst. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I love that. Um, Burton, we know how good he is. We probably don't have to touch on him anymore. We know, we know he's a, the superstar in this team. The seven jersey is very interesting. 
Yes, the Sex yeah. Pistol, he came down last year. Yeah. Uh, was very impressive. I've always liked Toby Sexton. I think he's a handy player. I don't think he's a superstar, but he does a job. He kicks well. Um, speaking of doing a job and kicking well, Hutcher yeah. <laughs> comes to the club as well. Yeah. Uh, you would, I would assume Sexton's the front runner. But, mate, I love Drew Hutchinson. Yeah. And I reckon he could kind of be what you need. What do you reckon? Well, I think, and I'm pretty sure you've said this multiple times in reference to the halfback spot, that we need somebody that can free up Matt Burden yep. and put Burden in the spots that he needs the ball at. And I think Sexton did a really good job of that last year, especially in the game, in his debut game, which was against Souths, given Souths were missing heaps of uh, quality players. And so it makes it a little bit easier. But I think Drew Hutchison is another guy that, can do just that, put Matt Burton in the spots that he needs to be. So I I honestly wouldn't mind either way. I think Sexton probably gets the jump because yep. he finished the season last year, probably gets first crack. But I wouldn't be surprised if Hutch steals it. Hutcho, he just feels like a bulldog to me. Mm, now yeah. that he's there, it just feels like it aligns to me. I feel like he's the sort of halfback you guys could do really well with. But once again, mate, competition for spots, which is something that you haven't had a lot of over the last few years. Yeah. Always a good thing. Yeah, 100%. Fantastic spot. Uh, let's get into the front row forwards. And I'm scared <laughs> it, that I might any? get a call from Phil Gould soon here. Um, <laughs> we'll start with a positive. Maxi King. Yeah. Um, a guy that I remember watching him play for the Dot Titans in oh, 17, 18. Played a couple of games and I just remember going, my God, this guy is a workaholic. He went down to Melbourne and I thought he's going to explode at Melbourne. Never quite did. Ended up at Canterbury. And to be honest with you, when he didn't make it in Melbourne, I thought, oh, I don't know if Maxi King's going to make it. Yeah. Ever since, mate, he has stepped in and has been so good at Canterbury Bulldogs. I can't believe how well it's gone for him. Especially his 2022 season. Yeah. His first season at the club just absolutely killed it. It was one of our best players, to be honest, in that season. I think for he sure. was very good. He dropped off a little bit last year, I think, carrying niggly injuries and just, you know, it was a rough season as well. Yeah. Changing coaching, changing players and stuff. But And, like, I'm not saying he was bad last year by any stretch, but... Just wasn't as good as he was the year before. But, yeah, he's a gun. I agree with you. I think it was very evident last year he was playing hurt. Yeah. I know everyone's playing hurt, but he looked like he needed surgery oh, by yeah. mid-season yeah. and he just kept pushing. Um, <laughs> the other front row spot, <laughs> fucking Ryan Sutton in for surgery. Yeah. I think you said before he looked like he missed the first month or there. Yeah, roughly. I think up to a month, yeah. Makes it tough. He would have been my starting front row forward with Max King. When you, you take Ryan Sutton out, who are we, look, are we looking at Liam Knight? I think it's got to be Liam Knight. Yeah. Which I think I like Liam Knight off the bench. I don't yep. like, I don't hate Liam Knight at all. I think he he did good last year when we signed him. Mm. Um, yeah, just got through his work and stuff. Re- like reliable. Not Like he's not going to win you a game or anything. Obviously, like he's not in the elite category by any stretch, but just a reliable forward. I probably prefer him off the bench, but there's not really – much other options for the other starting prop. You don't quite have that luxury at no, the moment, at do all. you? Yeah. I think with Liam Knight as well, it's worth noting, like, coming through the grades, he was an absolute gun. Yeah. Absolute gun. I think he's a very good locker room guy as well, which I think we sometimes undervalue guys like that, especially in a team like Canterbury, which respectfully I think it will be a tough year for yeah. you. To have guys like him, Fox, in the locker room, you're going to need them. Yeah, 100%. So I think a lot of the value Liam Knight brings, we probably won't see sitting on the couch at home. Yeah. Um, hooker, Reid Marnie. Uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I think Reid Marnie is tough as nails, very good footballer. I thought he was a little bit underwhelming last year. I thought he was very underwhelming last year. He needed to be a lot better than he did, respectfully yeah. to him. And I think he was a bit hard done by in that 
he was exposed a lot in defense because yep. we didn't have the forwards defending next to him that he needed. And so he was probably like, I think he leads missed tackles and errors, um, but that was due to how many tackles he was being forced to make. But yeah, he w- he did not live up to the hype that we probably needed him to. And I also feel like him being given the captaincy straight away probably didn't help either, added to the pressure. I loved it at the time. Yeah. But I think in hindsight, yeah. it's tough. But I think he will be better for it heading into oh, the future. 100%, 100%. Uh, but yeah, I like. I was always a huge Jeremy Marshall King fan. Yeah. Massive on JMK. And um, for me, there's a question mark there. Did Canterbury make the right decision? And, at, and when we signed Reed Money, I was like, I, like, I still do sort of think it is an upgrade. But based on their performances last year, mm. you can't. Like, there's no debate that Jeremy Marshall King was the better hooker last year, given he was in a better team. But. Yeah. yeah, but I'm yeah I'm more than happy to give Reed Marnie time because I yeah. know what he's capable of. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. your second rowers, because <laughs> I almost die on the spot. Uh, your second rowers, um, I think these two pick themselves as well. Villami <laughs> Kickout on the left edge. Um, I think just getting used to a new team. You move from, <laughs> in hindsight, potentially the greatest team we've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, to a Canterbury side that is rebuilding and whatnot. Uh, it's always going to be tough. He had a big injury last yeah, he, year. Yeah, he was out for a big chunk of the season. I, yeah, and I, I think as well when you look at Viliami Kikau, you look at the way the Panthers used him last year uh, when he was at his best. Like he was almost playing second row slash fullback yeah. on that edge. Yeah. And that's great when you've got 70% possession week in, week out. Yeah. Canterbury, not so much at the moment, uh, but kicks. I'm really keen to see him have a season – that is an injury played and with the guys around him that he's going to be very familiar with as well. Yeah, very much. I think if Critter does land at that centre spot, having Critter on his outside and Burton on his inside can only be good for him. 100%. And as you said, if he can string together a healthy season, like I don't think we saw – well, we obviously didn't see the best of him last year, but yep. he just could have been so much better if it weren't for literally even just the injuries. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, speaking of not seeing the best of second rowers – if we didn't see the best of your other second row, Jacob <laughs> Preston, that is terrifying. Yeah, very much. Mate, I remember watching him play for the Bears the year before. And, like, the eye test to me, I was sort of like, yeah, okay, solid. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, looking back at his stats and all the tries he scored and everything, I obviously didn't see those games or whatever, but I couldn't believe how well he came out of the gates. And uh, we'll talk about it soon, but he was obviously the guy that was all the talk in the preseason last year for Canterbury. Yeah. And he just exceeded all expectations, didn't he? Yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy because, like, obviously Gus Gould came out during the preseason and said, like, Jacob Preston is the one to watch. And so there was a bit of hype yep. in, leading into the trials about him. And then he came out in the first trial game and killed it. And me, like, me personally, but all the Bulldog fans were like, oh, like, this kid can play. Yeah. Um, And then just every week was if, – if he wasn't our best player, he was one of the best players every single week. Rookie of the year, player of the year. Members player, you just cleaned up at the awards ceremony. Yeah, you're such an interesting club, Canterbury, because you, as I said with Hutcho before, it reminds me of a Canterbury player. Right, Jacob Preston, like he would fit into any Canterbury sides of the last 100 oh, years. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He is just a bulldog. Yeah. Oh, he's just so good and so lo- such a nice bloke as well. He yeah. just fits, even just culturally, he's a good, good player to have and then can play footy as well. So he's very, very good. A very nice dude from what I've gathered. Yeah, I've very. met him a couple of times and I, uh, there's not many players I've met that are nicer. Like, yeah. genuinely, just such a good, down to earth guy. He feels like he'll be the same after game one as he will be after game two hundred too. Yeah, he just 100%. feels like that yeah. sort of a guy. Yeah, I always right. look at Jacob Preston. I'm like, 
Kind of reminds me of the guy from a country town that plays 300 games of A grade yeah. across 25 years and he's yeah. as good as year one as he is in year 25. Yeah. Uh, he's an absolute gun, Preston. Origin Smokey? Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I think mm. New South Wales, especially with match coaching yeah, now. He's I a think, match guy. Yeah, yeah, I think very much an Origin Smokey. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting how he goes. I think this year as well, when Kiko was injured, mistake me if I'm wrong, he played both edges. Yeah, he played both sides and you. You wouldn't know that he was playing, you know, on his yeah. offside. He did a job both edges. In your debut good. year, it's incredible. Yeah. Very, very good. I think it's very underrated um, being able to play both sides as Fucking well. The, the reads are, no, a lot of people underrate like how different the reads are in attack and defense. So to be able to do that in your rookie year yeah. at NRL level, hectic. I think it's underrated in any position. If you yeah, do have 100%. a guy like Fox that can do it on both sides at a high click, massive. Yeah. I remember it's, this is the you can't compare this general at all, but I remember in under 18s once I was, I was a left winger that yep. season and mid game, they moved me to the right wing. Just had an absolute shocker. Yep. Could not defend it. It's just there, so underrated. There's so much to it that people don't even consider. Yeah. When they're, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's completely fucking different. Even the, like which, which hand you hold the ball in, which yeah. hand your opposition holds the ball in, which side they fend, which foot they come off. It's, it's completely different. So it, it is a, Huge skill set to be able to play both sides. Through the middle, um, 13. Mate, this is the one selection that I hope Canterbury don't outthink the room. It just has to be Josh yeah. Curran, doesn't it? Yeah, it has to be. And, uh, yeah, I am a little bit concerned that maybe they'll try and outthink the room and, you know, put him on the bench to play at second row or something. But just put, just put him at lock, please. Like, please just put him at lock. Uh, I absolutely love Curran. I, I think he's got – I remember watching him play for Wyong a couple of years ago, was at the Roosters, went over to the Warriors. And, mate, every time he played for the Warriors, top five on the field. Yeah, 100%. Killed it. I, I don't, that's the one thing that worries me about Josh Curran. Why wasn't he playing more for the Warriors? Yeah. I almost, I almost think it must have been like a personality clash over there because every, everything I've ever had to do with Josh Curran, he seems like a champion to me. Yeah, well, yeah once again – we we're saying how nice Jacob Preston is. If there's yeah. anyone nicer, it's Josh Curran. Josh Curran. Like, yeah. He's yeah, super, super nice. I really hope he lands in that 13. If he does, fuck, I reckon he's in for a huge season. A and very he, good signing. He said on Bloke in a Bar Kempi's podcast that he went to market as a 13, that he good. wants to be a ball-playing lock. So hopefully, yeah, the Bulldogs acknowledge that and put him where he wants to be. Kempi couldn't have spoken high enough of him either. Yeah, there you so, go. I don't. It, it almost makes me think there was a personality clash at the Warriors. Yeah. It just made no sense yeah, whatsoever. 100%. Um, <laughs> here's some hot property. <laughs> Jersey 14. Mate, I almost <laughs> want to ask you who's not going to be the 14. Yeah. Um, okay, let's assume you've got Tafford fullback. Yeah. That takes out one potential 14. Yeah. Um, the other options, you have got Kurt Mann. Yeah. Connor Tracy. Jamin Salmon. Actually... Well, let's do J- Jamin Salmon first. I think we both agree. Yeah. Jersey 7A. Yeah, back row. I love yeah. him there. Right, so Jamin Salmon 17, that takes out one. You've got Beyond Iodo. <laughs> You've got Hutchinson if he yeah. is in the halfback. Yeah. What's doing? What are you thinking? It's It's been the meme of the offseason, hasn't it? The utility Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, I personally would go Kurt Mann. Yep. I think I'd use him as either lock or second row, but then if there was an injury... He comes anywhere. on and covers anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Would you consider? Are you in your team? Would you have Reed Marnie playing eighty minutes? Um, I think so. I I know Kempy loves or mm. doesn't love 
the 80 minute hooker, but I think Reed Miney is capable of playing 80 minutes. Um, but I'm also just not against it. If yeah, but it sort of just comes down to who you have at hooker. I think Salmon can play minutes at nine if he had to. I think Man could play there if he had to. Yeah, and so I feel like having both of them on the bench sort of covers Marnie to a degree. My, I'm starting to not realize it's just starting to be my opinion more and more that just because you can play 80 doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean you yeah. should. And that's when you've got Reid Marnie leading the competition for errors and missed tackles. And when it seemed to me when he was at Parramatta, he did have a bit more attacking upside yeah. than what he does now. That's what makes me think it might be better off him playing 60. So would you 50. have Turpin at 14? I love Turpin, but I. When you've got options like Kurt Mann and stuff, I think you have to go with them. So what what would you be what would be your plan to have Marnie playing sixty to seventy? I I would probably have Reed playing I'd probably have him opening the game. Yeah. Uh, and then I would probably have a Kurt Mann coming on late. Late in the plan. game? I think so. Yeah. I haven't really thought it through too much to be completely yeah. honest with you. But I wouldn't be playing Reed for 80. And I think when you've got the luxury of having this many good utilities who can play hooker and another position, yeah, I just think why not take advantage of it. And that's why I'm big on having the your mans, your salmons on the bench because we don't have the size in the forwards. And I think yeah. if you can't have the size, have the versatility, have blokes who can cover multiple positions. The forgotten man in all this, beyond Iodo. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm keen to hear your opinion. I watched him play juniors and everything. He was playing a bit of halfback, played a bit of hooker for Canterbury. I wasn't convinced he was a nine, but he was electric out of there. What do you think his best spot um, is? So obviously he missed the whole NRL season last year due to injury. He yep. came back into cup late in the season. He was killing it in the halves before okay. he got injured. So I think he's better as a half, but yep. he's capable at hooker. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting one beyond Yodo. Very interesting. So talented though. Yeah, yeah he's got a lot there. of that. He, he was playing 14 in 2022 at times and yeah. just was doing a job off the bench. But, yeah, I don't know if he has a best spot yet. I, I probably prefer him in the halves, okay. but he can play hooker. That's the thing. I, I think the other one that could be a serious shot of that jersey, if Bronson Zeri does come in and do well, I reckon there's every chance Connor Tracy ends yeah. up there too, which I'd 100%. be more than happy with. Yeah. I think you do a great job. Um, middle forward, Sam Hughes. Um, obviously, Phil Gould put out a little tweet about him the other day. So, people are very, very excited about Sam Hughes. I think he's a handy player and honestly, you don't really have many other options. Yeah, there's almost there's literally almost no other options realistically. It's tough. Um, that other jersey, I think eventually you would either have Knight or Sutton, whichever one doesn't yeah. start. But to start the season, a couple of names here, Edwards, uh, Patolo, well, Brad Morin, what, what sort of direction are you looking in? Um, I probably would be leaning towards Edwards. Yeah, He's on a train and trial at the moment, but with a couple of roster movements we've seen in the last week, I think he'll get promoted to the top 30. And I've always liked what I've seen from him off the okay. bench. He can, he's another one that can actually cover hooker, yep. weirdly. Okay. So that's just once again a versatility option. And he can also just play lock. Prop. So he's got the versatility through the Ford pack. I like Curtis Moran a lot. Mm. I like he's. You talk about players being a <laughs> I bulldog. Called him Brad Moran before. <laughs> yeah, <A> little throwback. <laughs> <there. laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He's a bulldog, Curtis Moran. Yeah. So I wouldn't hate him to be there. And then Patolo as well. He missed all of last year because of injury, but oh, he played a couple of games, but yeah. just injury plagued. And he can also do a job. Yeah, I don't think he's at a hundred percent. Yeah, they're struggling with him. So. 
But I, I remember the start of last preseason, they were very high on him. Though. They reckon he was flying and then he yeah. got injured and very tough. Mate, can you imagine if Jacob Preston didn't explode and become the player he is? Like, could you then you'd be playing Curran on the edge and you'd yeah. be short another middle? Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Thanks. God, it yeah. would have been tough. We're very grateful for and uh, Jamin Salmon in Jersey 17 there. Now, when I go through the rest of the squad, mate, a lot of talented guys that have missed out here. Um, I didn't have Blake Wilson in my side, you did. Um, he's another guy, you know, if Drew Hutchinson isn't in the side, Gerald Skelton, who's an absolute maniac. Um, Made the talk of the town last year, Hayes Perra, not getting into the side. Yeah. Great depth to have. Yeah, 100%. And I think he struggled at fullback a little bit, but as a centre or wing, I think he can definitely do a job. He's been doing reps at training on the wing and at centre, just covering the injured players, and he looks good in those spots. So, yeah, yeah not a bad player to have. In You've also got Jake Turpin, who we mentioned, obviously. Um, it's wild that Jake Turpin can be in an NRL squad, but because you've got so many utility options, you probably look elsewhere. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting little signing, Jake Turpin. What, what, what do you read into that? Yeah, I guess we probably just need a backup hooker. And I, I don't think Tur- – I think Turpin's better than being a New South Wales Cup backup yep. hooker. But with Flanagan, he, w- he sort of ended up as our hooker. In cup and then he moved on. So I see Turpin as, you know, Freed Money gets injured. Turpin's playing first grade at nine. Yeah. I guess the other name that we didn't mention at all who should be mentioned, uh, Carl Olawapu. Now, we're not quite sure where he's at. It doesn't sound overly positive, uh, but we do wish Carl all the best. But it looks like he won't be available to start the season. Yeah, I think anyway. from what I heard with surgery and stuff, yeah. Probably yeah. missing a big chunk of the season. Yeah, so we do wish Carl all the very best because that's a very grim situation there uh, for a good kid. Yeah. Um, mate, is there any any other aspects you want to touch on with this Canterbury squad or anything? Who would you pick as captain? That's something I've been thinking about. It's a great question. Um, I would probably because we see Burden and Marnie were co-captains last year, and then they had the whole the club captain thing with the on-field captains and stuff, and then obviously the club captain has left. So I'm curious who you'd go with in both spots. <sighs> A lot of guys I look at, but every time I look at them, I go, "Is it the answer? Mm. It's an answer. Yeah. Is it the answer?" I straight away sort of go to Burton just because he's going to be the chief of this side. Um, but, mate, like, even a guy like Max King. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. How many NRL teams would Max King be the captain of? I'm not too sure. But in this yeah. side, I don't mind that. Um, mate, could, just because he is such a, a vocal voice, could you consider Fox? Yeah. he's He's got to be one of the front runners, I think, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Who could, would you choose? What well, would you obviously, do? as I said, Burden and Marnie are current co-captains. I don't hate that. Yep. But I feel like it's Burden's so young and he's meant to be leading the team around. It's, a, it's added pressure. Yep. And then same for Marnie. It seemed to just add on to the pressure on him last year. So I don't hate the idea of taking it away from them. Do you give it to just Marnie or just Burden or do you give it to a Fox? I think like Fox, I he was probably my pick last year, to be honest. Despite you know being a winger, because he just he's so loud, talks so much, and then Max King was another one I liked last year. I'd probably either land at just Marnie or yeah a Fox or a King. Well, you could even go like a Burden and a King and do like sort of how Cowboys have gone with a forward yeah. and a half as co-captains. I wonder like is it if you if you believed in Burton and Reed enough to back him in last year, is it too soon to? Turn your back off, on that yeah. idea, maybe? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I'd love to hear their thought process of doing it last year and if they do change it, why that change yeah. would be. Um, but oh, I don't disagree with you. I do think it weighed down on them a little bit. Yeah. But are they now better for the run? Yeah, I think long term it probably does help a little bit. Yeah, and like very Reed interesting. 
said a lot how it wasn't obviously the best season for him or the club, but he learned a lot from it and he's learning a lot about, you know, being a leader and same for Burden as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Mate, uh, I hope I am wrong, but I do have you as a bottom four team. Yeah, I think for on, 2024. on paper, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Where what, where would you consider to be a successful season for Canterbury? Like I know everyone says win a comp. That's yeah. successful. For where you're at, the squad that you're building, uh, some of the new key guys you've got in, there's going to be growing pains and whatnot, still working out who your halfback's going to be. We're still working out who your fullback's going to be. What would you consider a successful season for Canterbury? I think getting out of the top four based off the last couple of seasons is probably successful. I think you obviously like they want to be playing finals. Yeah. And so obviously if they can play finals, that's super successful. But yeah, realistically on paper, it's probably top 12 yep. for me. Yeah. Who's the one player that you hope and need to really sort of go to the next level this year? I think we need our forwards to have mm. literally career best seasons for us to be competitive at all. I think, yeah, like your Liam Nightshire, Max Kings, your own Suttons, they have to be their absolute best. I think we need a much better season from Marnie. And, yep. and Burden as well, I think, needs to get back to where he is capable of playing, like the level he's capable of playing at. And you're obviously, you're at uh, a, a lot of training sessions and what I see and obviously, you know. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Absolutely love the club. What do you love that you've seen from Serraldo so far? I think the the defensive system is brought over. Mm. I think there's a lot of talk about that this season with players having not bought in last year and the players this year buying in. I think the the signings he's made were very specific to have players buying into the defensive system. And so yep. that gives me a little bit of faith in terms of where we're going defensively. I think if everyone buys in, we've seen how good it is at Penrith. And I don't doubt that we can replicate that with the right players and the right pieces with what we're obviously probably not this season, but like in hopefully the relatively near future yep. as we continue to build. And then I, I liked, I've, I've liked what he's said in press conferences just about building culture and mm. building a winning culture and that sort of thing as well. And I think it's been reflected in a lot of his signings. Yeah. And in particular in guys he's let go of. Um, I think it has reflected that they're looking for culture. Yeah. And even some of the guys that I've heard Canterbury have been in the market for that they've pulled back from makes sense culturally yeah. wise to me, which I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. 100%. Um, we've obviously got the rumors at the moment that the, the May boys, they seem to be a target. Yeah. I'm hearing that there's a good chance they end up at Canterbury. Yeah. Which I personally think you've got one of the best young outside backs and one of the best, not even young forwards, just forwards in the game right yeah. now. I feel like we need Terrell so badly. It's right. not if funny. you could get him for the start of this season, <laughs> turns your world upside down. Oh, 100%. And then it's just a matter of like Taylor May is one of the best wingers in the comp. Or I, there's rumor he might even play center this year. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know where he fits in, but. Like he's the first preference winger. It's not a matter of can he fit in. It's he does fit in. Yeah, it's where, where you're putting it around him. Yeah, yeah, it's where he fits. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jeez, that'd be a good get. Yeah, 100%. I really do hope you get him, actually. I think that'd be fantastic. He obviously, Terrell was on the uh, Bloke in a Bar podcast the other day. Wasn't holding his cards close to his chest yeah, about wanting to wasn't. play with his brothers. <laughs> so, no. uh, it'd be great to see it happen. That'd be unreal. Uh, mate, I want to thank you for coming in today. It's been unreal to have you in. Uh, huge Canterbury Bulldogs fan, one of the most passionate fans in the league from what I've seen. Uh, it's great to have you in, mate. Just remind everyone once again, your social medias, Instagram, TikTok, where can they find you, mate? Just once again, thanks for having me in, Guru. Appreciate the invite. It's been an honour. Um, TikTok, Winston.Neville. Instagram, Neville underscore. Orange Peelers podcast. Hopefully that'll start back up before the season kicks off. But yeah, just, just search Winston Neville. You should be able to find me. Now, mate, we spoke pretty heavily about the 14 for the Canterbury Bulldogs and which superstar is going to be there. You're running out with a 14 jersey yourself on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, sure am. The Sportshed TV charity match. Obviously, you're... Proud sleeve sponsor of Marquis Very Foundation. Very proud, yep. Um, yeah, running out in true Bulldogs fashion as the number 14. Jason David on the other side, if you know him. Passionate, passionate Bulldog fan as well. He's the other <laughs> side's 14. So, yeah, if if you're available on Saturday, get to Lidcombe Oval. Tickets are only like $14. It's, yep. And it, the money goes to charity as well. So, it's like a $15 donation to charity. Get to Lidcombe Oval, watch some footy. Otherwise, if you can't make it, you can buy the stream, which is $5. All the links are in my bio or head to Sportshed TV for all the info, but it should be a good weekend. We'll put all those links uh, in the bio here as well for you Sweet. to go and click it. Mate, I can't wait to see that battle of the 14s. Oh, yeah. Two big dogs <laughs> fighting for the bones, huh? 100%. I feel like if either me or Jason can put in a big enough performance, maybe we'll get the Bulldogs 14 <laughs> come round <laughs> on. So. <laughs> Mate, thank you for coming in once again. I really do appreciate it. And uh, make sure to go follow all the social medias, podcast, YouTube, all the good stuff for Winston. Winston with the Y. Thanks for coming in, brother. No worries. Thanks, Gary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.